es un asunto en el que la sociedad civil siempre ha jugado un papel fundamental. La sociedad civil. Civil society. The Grassroots View, an EESC podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Grassroots View from the European Economic and Social Committee, the EESC, with me, Paul Anderson. With November's standoff between Italy and France over the disembarkation of around 230 informal migrants from the Ocean Viking vessel, the timing of this podcast fits well. We're taking a long look at sometimes shifting, sometimes non-existent EU policy on migration. The European Asylum Agency has also just disclosed a big increase in the number of migrants coming to Europe in 2022, the biggest since 2015. You may remember that was when many Syrians fled the war in their country, arriving on Europe's borders and after a perilous journey across the Mediterranean Sea, Europe's shores. Here's a flavour of how it actually sounds, as migrants in flimsy, unseaworthy boats are rescued by the NGO SOS Mediterrane on board one of its search and rescue vessels in October 2022. For today's discussion, we've brought together a group of people, all experts on the issue, but from different angles. Louise Guillaume, Deputy Operations Manager of SOS Mediterranée. Thanks a lot for inviting me. José Antonio Moreno-Díaz, member of the workers' group of the EESC. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to chat with you. And Toma Miliarina, a Brussels-based correspondent for the Swiss Broadcasting Corporation with specialist knowledge of migration. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here in your podcast. A warm welcome to you all. To start, we'll first explore what the Ocean Viking incident tells us about the ground realities of migration in Europe and the wider policies. We'll look at solutions and at the role of the EESC and civil society in these. And we'll ask, have populist politicians on the right and on the left, advocating tough lines on migration, got it all wrong? Louise Guillaume, let's start with you. What does the Ocean Viking incident tell you? It was indeed for us the first time we had to wait so long for a place of safety to disembark the person rescued on board. We've been waiting 21 days off the coast, waiting for, for a port to be assigned by the maritime authorities. So definitely it's a failure of the states. It's a failure of the application uh, from the states of the SAR Convention and a really worrying sign of application of law within uh, EU. I mean, it's been a rule, it's been a legal framework here forever. We should explain SAR is Search and Rescue, an international obligation to help people in distress at sea, regardless of their nationality or status. José Antonio Moreno Diaz, what does the Ocean Viking incident say to you and to the EESC? And what lessons should be learned? I think that this is a good example, a very good image of what happened with the European Union uh, so-called migration policy, no? No government wants to host the people fleeing the, the, the dramatic situation in North Africa. So it's a, it's a very good example that shows that we do need at the European Union to have a common policy on migration issues as soon as possible. And to wrap up our introduction to the theme... 
journalist Toma Miliarina. Well, I think the main message from this uh, situation is uh, how toxic the whole uh, migration dossier is. The moment there is uh, media attention, the moment there is political attention, this turns into a toxic and therefore untreatable dossier. The right and the populist right is using this in the way that we know. But I would say there is a certain degree of manipulation also on, on the side of the left in the sense that that uh, sometimes they are uh, ignoring uh, the concerns of the people, perhaps failing to explain the complexity uh, of the issue. And I think one of the first things that we should explain, it's uh, the context, the dimensions. I'm not saying this is not a problem, but this is something that can be handled. Thank you all for that introduction. Louise Guillaume, could you describe for us the conditions many of these migrants find themselves caught in? First of all, most of the people we are rescuing live from Libyan shore. And according to all the information we got from United Nations or NGO present in Libya, the conditions of detention for migrants are quite awful. Huh? We are talking torture, rape, uh, human rights violation, like mass human rights violation, etc. So we know that already people that are leaving Libya are quite vulnerable. Second, the embarkation they are using is not seaworthy. They are basic zodiac you would use for fun on a lake. It's not supposed to take the sea. It's not supposed to take the sea even with one person on board. With not enough fuel, no one has a life jacket on board, no food, no water. You have no chance to access the other side of the sea. The first thing I would appeal is for European members to engage and put back at sea a fleet of search and rescue. We are here just to, to fill a gap since uh, 2016. Jose Antonio Moreno-Diaz, since 2015 and the large-scale migration of victims of war in Syria, there's been a failure of solidarity here in Europe, has there not, of joint responsibility and common purpose. Why is that? And can there ever, in your view, be a common policy? It is true that during the, the, the so-called refugee crisis on 2015, it was a total failure of the European Union as a political and institutional project. But it was a total success of the European Union civil society. Thousands of men, women, trying to help refugees across all European Union member states. It's a double standard. It never can happen again. The new political behavior taken by the Council and by the Commission after the Russian aggression against Ukraine to help anybody fleeing from the Russian war in Ukraine, it is the, the right way to deal with issues. But this is a non-return point. In the future, it's sure that we are going to have to face new humanitarian crisis, refugees crisis, people fleeing and coming to European Union. The response has to be as agile as we have had with the Ukrainian people. Louise Guillaume, some praise there for organizations like yours. But paradoxically, Ukraine is diverting resources and donations from your operation, is it not? Indeed, that has been quite tough internally. Just the cost increased a lot. And uh, unfortunately, more than 2,000 persons died on this specific maritime road from the 1st of January. So we are calling for more assets at sea and specifically EU assets. Second, we are calling for clear coordination of the search and rescue operation with us, with all the assets at sea, in order to take advantage of any assets in the area 
to proceed to rescue those people and avoid people dying. Third, we are calling EU to develop solidarity mechanism, to develop whatever solidarity to support the coastal states in order to make them capable to welcome to be the first entry point. Toma Migliorina, how do you see the role of civil society over the role of EU institutions and member states? The role of civil society is extremely important and on different levels. I've seen this myself because I have some refugee friends living here in Belgium and I've seen civil society organizations helping them to find a house, you know, cultural mediations, dialogue with landlords and so on. Civil society also has a role in explaining to the resident population that refugees are not just a burden, they can be an opportunity. Uh, sometimes an incredible opportunity. I'm thinking of the current uh, justice minister of Austria, for example. She was a, a Bosnian refugee. What did they bring to you personally? They bring uh, new ideas. Sometimes they bring a commitment and a dream of Europe that some of us might have uh, uh, forgotten. The reason why many people come is not wealth. It's because we are a society of rule of law. My friend always told me, I want protections for for me and my family. I want a place where I know that they can have uh, uh, possibilities. As I said, this doesn't come as a free check. Huh? You have to explain these people and they are ready to hear it, most of them, that there are, there are rules to be respected. The Grassroots View, an EESC podcast. Jose Antonio Moreno Diaz, the EESC, works with a lot of civil society organizations. What programs are you supporting and where do you see the future in terms of your relationship with civil society? The ECC has a very long and deep background on asylum and migration issues. We have inside the ECC a specific working group, the Immigration and Integration Group, that deals with all the issues related to migration and asylum. Do you feel the Ocean Viking experience is the kind of event that forces a breakthrough in thinking, one in which Europe could develop a policy towards refugees and informal migrants from all over the world in the same way that it's developed one very, very rapidly for displaced people from Ukraine? I hope yes. I hope yes. In this case, there are two very different branches. One of them is international protection. People fleeing from war, from catastrophes, from regimes where non-fundamental rights are respected. We do need a European common asylum system. It's a nonsense that currently we have 27 different asylum systems in European Union, one per each member state. We have to unify to have a safe, mandatory European common asylum system for all the 27 member states. We have to develop safe, legal and effective pathways for workers. There is an infinity variety of, of things that uh, uh, can be done in order to make sure that Europe remains at the level of its uh, human rights standards and at the level of its ambition and at the same time that you have no anarchy at our borders and inside. There is a very important external dimension to this uh, issue and we, we need to really address the root causes of migration, but we are not doing that. Uh, most uh, European countries are not even meeting the UN targets in terms of uh, development aid. So we need to be more ambitious on that. And it's not easy because there is no money. We're spending a lot of money on other crises like the Ukraine. Mr. Moreno-Diaz, do you think Europe has lost its sense of compassion 
its humanity over the way that it has treated migrants. We have to show the people in the streets, in the villages, that migration is a normal issue. And in the modern societies, in the 21st century, uh, with different people coming from different cultures, from different uh, life perspectives, we are obliged to have a common life together. And can you describe what you think migrants can bring to Europe and to European life? On the first step, we are detecting some labor gaps in the European Union member state labor markets that the labor migrants could fulfill. Secondly, we have a very real and very crucial demographic gap also. Our our societies are getting older, but it's not only to see migration as a tool. So we are going to receive some cultural values, some different perspectives, different points of view, mixing people, mixing ideas, mixing cultures. Louise Guillaume, a last word to you on that issue. There is not a willingness to open arms uh, with compassion to the distressed people or to the distress in general from outside. It's more the contrary. I think the only thing we can do is to keep some hope uh, by joining the few forces from the civil society willing to stand up for basic peace of law, basic dignity of human beings, basic idea of human solidarity and basic idea of rescuing people in distress at sea. And that about wraps it up. Our warm thanks for sharing their views and ideas to Luis Guillaume from SOS Mediterrane. Thank you and goodbye. To José Antonio Moreno-Diaz, member of the EESC Workers Group. Thank you very much. It has been a total pleasure. And to journalist Thomas Miliarina. It has been my pleasure, Paul. Talk to you again. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Do join us again for another look at pressing European affairs from the grassroots view.